am Cheryl Witten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. Have you ever been curious about aromatherapy and did a simple internet search, landed on a result and thought, that can't be right? The sad truth is most of the information out there about aromatherapy is not correct. It's my mission to change that. Join me in my new course, The Science of Aromatherapy, and learn about the science and chemistry of essential oils, drug interactions, safety considerations, contraindications, and botanical profiles of the 10 most popular essential oils. Visit livelovelemon.com forward slash science course to enroll. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hormone problems and chronic period problems are something that many women deal with. Often I speak to women who have tried a number of different things and they end up turning to plants as sort of a last ditch effort or because they're more naturally minded. And that was my experience also, coming to plants for hormone help. When I was first diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease, I was actually showing up at the doctor over and over and over again with chronic, what I thought were hormone problems. And it turns out I was right. I had Hashimoto's disease, but I also discovered that I was estrogen dominant. My progesterone was low and it caused me a crazy load of symptoms that seriously plagued me for years. And I turned to my beloved plants for help and actually ended up eliminating all of my cycle-related symptoms in three rounds. I used Vitex tincture and Vitex essential oil. And so today I want to talk about this plant and how it does this thing we call progesterone building. So first of all, what is Vitex? There are many different types of Vitex and species of Vitex, but today I want to talk about a specific species called Vitex angus castus. And this is a shrub that is native to the Mediterranean, to Central Asia, and as well as some parts of India. And we call it Vitex. We sometimes also call it chase tree or sometimes monk's pepper. And Vitex is an ancient plant and it has actually been historically used for centuries. The Greek physician Dioscorides wrote about this plant actually in his De Materia Medica, which is this famous pharmacological text that was used, you know, as a, as a medicine reference for about 16 centuries. So he recommended it for wives of soldiers to use to help them remain chaste while they were in battle. We also see that monks used it as well in the Middle Ages in order to suppress their libido. And men and women in ancient Roman Greece also used Vitex commonly as well. And so this sort of piece about the chastity and about being chaste is maybe partly why we call it chaste tree, but there's also a connection to that Latin binomial or the species name, which means chaste or infertile in both Greek and Latin. So this plant has been around for thousands of years and been used for thousands of years for reproductive health and support. And in modern day, the German Commission E also lists Vitex or chaste tree for reproductive health. And it's actually also sometimes prescribed in European countries. So when we talk about the essential oil, there are typically three versions that we find. The Vitex leaf oil, which we get by steam distilling Vitex leaves, the leaves off of the shrub. Vitex seed oil, which we get by dis steam distilling the seeds. And then we have the Vitex berry oil. And they are high in 1,8 cineal, also known as eucalyptal, and sabinine. But the seed oil has higher amounts, typically, of that sabinine constituent. So... Given this, the leaf oil is considered a little bit gentler version of Vitex. 
we're going to get into why this is a very powerful oil, but if you're seeking it out, we generally recommend finding that gentler version, that leaf oil, so that you're kind of more gentle with your body. The shrub also produces a fruit as well, which we call vitex berry or chase berry. And these can be dried and used in tinctures, which is an alcohol extract, or they can be dried and cracked and sprinkled on food, kind of like peppercorns almost, and it kind of gives it a bit of a peppery taste. Or they can be used in tea as well. So you can actually take the berry and soak it in you know, hot water and drink a Vitex berry tea. You can also find leaf tincture as well, the Vitex leaf tincture, but it's usually from that Vitex berry. And for my personal health, I use both Vitex essential oil and the Vitex tincture. So what does Vitex do? So specifically, the essential oil interacts with the pituitary to do what we call progesterone building, which is to help bring up the levels of progesterone so that we can build that proper estrogen progesterone balance. And this is very, very critical, especially in women's health. The essential oil also triggers progesterone secretion and helps a normal formation of the corpus luteum. So this is, the corpus luteum is a temporary gland that we have in menstruation. So if you're not familiar, you have a couple other hormones that work with your estrogen progesterone when you are menstruating and in your cycle. And so at the beginning of your cycle, you have the follicle stimulating hormone, which stimulates your ovarian follicle. And this causes the egg to grow and triggers estrogen production. And when that estrogen production increases or rises in the body, then it signals to the brain, okay, now we need to switch to luteinizing hormone, which then causes the follicle to release that egg, and that is ovulation. But that follicle still stays around and becomes this temporary gland, the corpus luteum. And in there is where that progesterone is secreted. And it's kind of waiting around for the body to be, become pregnant. So you have the ester, or you have that egg out there, waiting to be fertilized, you know, the lining is increasing in the uterus um, in preparation for pregnancy. And then when pregnancy doesn't occur, then the progesterone level drops and the lining is eliminated and the cycle starts all over again. So it helps form that corpus luteum and it also helps trigger that progesterone secretion. So we can really use Vitex here to help build progesterone. And so we talked a little bit about those levels of, you know, what happens there with the progesterone, but why do you want good levels of progesterone? Well, progesterone is a vital hormone and both men and women need progesterone. You know, men need it for healthy sperm development. And a side note here, men should not use Vitex and we'll talk about that in a minute. But progesterone is very important for women. It's that hormone of pregnancy. It helps maintain a healthy pregnancy, but it also is very important to balance the effects of estrogen. So estrogen, you know, on its own without progesterone can cause a lot of problems. And progesterone is actually very protective and it works synergistically with estrogen. You know, if we go back to my situation, estrogen dominance doesn't always really mean, you know, that you have super high levels of of estrogen, it can mean that you have low progesterone, which means that, you know, obviously that makes your amount of estrogen higher by default. And so it's the, you know, ruling hormone, and then you're going to get all these kinds of problems. You can see things like fibrocystic breast lumps and cyclical migraines with when, you know, when you have low progesterone and you get low libido and mood problems and weight gain um, as well. Estrogen can trigger autoimmune disease, 
So progesterone is considered protective and may also reduce the incidence of autoimmune disease. And progesterone is actually calming and warming for the body. So it can help with anxiety and as well with like sleep. As well, we talk a lot about in menopause that estrogen levels fall, but so does progesterone. And so we definitely want healthy levels of progesterone in the body, especially for women. So what else do we see with Vitex oil? Well, we also see that it binds to dopamine receptors in the brain and specifically the hypothalamus and the pituitary, which inhibits the release of prolactin. So this is the hormone that triggers lactation and milk production and high levels of it also contribute to breast fullness and pain. So Vitex sort of helps pull this back a little bit and can help reduce breast pain. We see that Vitex also reduces moderate to severe PMS symptoms, things like irritability, headaches, anger, mood alteration. It can improve menopausal symptoms like hot flashes and night sweats, and as well as like cramping and insomnia. We also see in animal data that animals, and I think it was maybe primates, that were given Vitex berry had higher progesterone levels and longer cycle lengths and follicular phases. So when we look at the effects of the essential oil, research doesn't really pin it down yet to any one constituent, and it's seen to work synergistically. We've talked about this before, about how there are hundreds of constituents in essential oils, and they all kind of work together to produce an effect. So far, what we know about Vitex essential oil is that this is how it's working, and it's that synergistic effect. So the main uses for it, for Vitex oil or the Vitex plant in general, is really for premenstrual symptoms, that progesterone building and supporting, and some of those menopausal symptoms that come from low progesterone. So the million dollar question is, is it safe to use? If you've been following for a while, or you've been listening to some of my education for a while, you probably know that I, I believe that generally speaking, common sense and gentle use of herbs and oils are safe, especially when you are working with a qualified herbalist and aromatherapist and your pharmacist and your doctor. I think there's a lot of really good conversation happening, you know, around endocrine disruption and hormones, but it's really important to understand that phytohormones are not the same thing as xenohormones. And I think those kind of get tossed into a conversation and really muddle it especially when we start to look at sometimes there's databases that talk about essential oils being dangerous or constituents being dangerous without understanding, you know, that there are constituents that can have a problem, but there's also other constituents existing in plants that can stop those effects. And when you look at a synthetic version of something versus the natural, actual, authentic plant, there's a very big difference. Plants are adaptogenic whereas synthetic chemicals are not. And so they do cause a lot of disruption. But plants have been used for hundreds of years as medicine, and Vitex specifically is an ancient traditional reproductive remedy. It's a plant that we've been using for a long time for reproductive health. If you look back in historical use as well, we talk about things like wormwood that you shouldn't be using. And guess what? You know how we learned that? Because back in the day, somebody used wormwood and got really sick from it. So we have to take into consideration when we look at ethnobotany, you know, this is talks about the ways that different cultures use plants. And when we see more than one culture using a plant for the similar reason, that gives us real good substantial traditional use for that. So Vitex is one of those. 
But that being said, and rant aside, there are a few things we have to talk about because, you know, I also believe that anytime you're deciding to feed into the hormone system, you need to know what's happening in your body. You need to work with someone who you know, understands a plant, understands how the body works, and you need to get tested. It's very important. You know, ask your doctor for the appropriate test so that you know where you are before you do anything. And this is just very important in relation to hormones and health in general. You know, it's not, you know, we do a lot of stuff for ourselves, like we treat ourselves for colds and allergies and things that are pretty minor. But some of these symptoms and some of these things that we're looking at, reproductive health, that's no little thing, right? That is for women this is our life. We are dealing with these things every month. And so it's just very important to know, I think, where you are. So before we kind of get into who should not use it, let's talk about how to use it. So the best way to use Vitex is in the last two weeks of the cycle when your progesterone is naturally supposed to be high. So I find that I'm able to use the essential oil daily throughout the month, but I'm really sensitive to the tincture. So I use it on, I start on day 14, or if you're all over the place when day 14 really should be, and then I take it for the last two weeks of my cycle. For the essential oil, some people do notice the oil makes them sleepy, and so you may just want to use it at nighttime. I have not experienced this with the tincture, but I definitely have experienced that with the essential oil, and I think that's just simply because progesterone is very calming, and you're, you're building progesterone in the body. And progesterone helps with sleep. And so that can be the effect. So I like to do this for about three months. And in this time, really pay attention to the body, track the symptoms, write everything down. Or if you use an app, use an app and record everything. Pay attention to how the body is behaving. And then after three months, you should take a break and reassess. Okay, so now who should not use this? So let's go back to men. Men should not use Vitex tincture or Vitex oil. You know, men have progesterone. And it converts to testosterone in the body. But sometimes there are reports of men feeling nauseous around the Vitex oil. And so, you know, men should not use this. Pregnant women probably shouldn't use Vitex either. You know, progesterone is the hormone that maintains pregnancy. But we don't want to play around with hormones when we're pregnant. It's just not a good idea. There's also potential for essential oil compounds to cross the placenta doesn't really necessarily mean toxicity, but it can cross. And so we don't want to play around with that. We also don't really know much about it. There's really no hard rules about using, you know, Vitex in pregnancy, but we don't really have any clear evidence either way. So we just want to err on the side of caution here. I have heard, however, of women who use Vitex for symptom reduction you know, and then they become pregnant and then they choose to continue to use it for that first month, first month or so, so that they can sustain healthy progesterone levels. So they don't just suddenly drop off. Remember, remembering that healthy progesterone levels is important for maintaining pregnancy. So I have heard of that happening as well. Most practitioners recommend against using it while breastfeeding. Again, the same thing. So we want to err on the side of caution. However, I think that's also a conversation to have with a qualified practitioner because after pregnancy, your levels do dive again because you're no longer pregnant. You no longer need to sustain pregnancy. You no longer need to have crazy high levels of progesterone. And so you can get kind of a wild ride of symptoms as we try to get back balanced out. So it may be beneficial, but it's definitely something also to talk to a professional about to make sure it's a good fit. I also don't recommend using this plant on prepubescent children. 
and girls. So they're not menstruating yet. You don't want to play around with that. Let's let girls be girls for as long as we can. Uh, Finally, if you're doing other kinds of progesterone therapy, like natural creams or patches or medications, you know, we really want to pause before we start adding progesterone in. And there are reports of adding Vitex to existing progesterone therapy and then having breakthrough bleeding. Most women typically experience relief from symptoms when they use Vitex, but there are also reports of increased bleeding and breast tenderness. And so if this happens, then I recommend, you know, dropping either the oil or the tincture and just kind of sticking to one or else backing way off of how much you're using. And of course, you need to consider what else is going on in your body. You know, this is not a time, like I said, to be just adding it in for funsies. You need to talk to your pharmacist. You need to talk to your doctor. You need to talk to a qualified aromatherapist who can help you figure that out and make sure it's a good idea for you. And one question in relation to this that I get asked a lot is, okay, that's really great. How do I know which one to buy? So my first rule and maybe main rule when you're buying oils and tincture is make sure it is organic. The oil and the tincture. And if you've been around, you know how I feel about this already. So make sure that the tincture and the essential oil the herbal supplement you're buying actually comes from a real Vitex plant. It should be organic, should be non-GMO and sustainably produced. The essential oil also needs to be unadulterated. It should not have any synthetic ingredients, any, you know, synthetic constituents added to it. It should not be played around with. There should be no fillers or preservatives or anything. It should not come from a chemical company. It should come from someone who produces plants grows them, harvests them, distills them, okay? Also, lots of times you will see a tincture has organic alcohol, but the plant itself is not organic. So avoid those as well. And here's why. When you're making a tincture, you are soaking the plant in alcohol. It's literally infused into there and it soaks in there for a while. And when you get down to it, When you're soaking a plant that's been smothered in pesticides, you're basically just taking concentrated pesticides and alcohol. And it's the same for your teas as well. Make sure they are organic or you are drinking concentrated pesticide water. You know, it sounds dramatic, but it's not. It's very serious when you are using plants as remedies that they are high quality. Make sure any wild crafted products that you're using are not harvested, you know, beside the train track or a major highway or a landfill site. Those are not going to be quality plants for you to eat or consume as a remedy. And one last note on tinctures, you will find tinctures typically around the one to five ratio. So one part Vitex to five parts alcohol tincture. I like to see it somewhere around one to four or one to two even. They're pretty hard to find unless you can buy it from an herbalist or a naturopath doctor who will make their own tinctures. Sometimes, depending on your symptoms, you might need a little bit stronger of a ratio. And so that's something to look at as well. So just when you're buying your product, look at the labels and read your labels. So you're looking for the organic certifications, the non-GMO certifications. You're looking for that ratio to know whether it's going to be stronger or a little bit more diluted for you so you can kind of gauge how, how it's going to go for your body. So Vitex is truly one of my favorite plants 
for women's reproductive support. And I have tried lots of plants. I have found relief from many different types of plants. But this plant, Vitex essential oil and Vitex tincture, it's a beautiful plant with many beneficial uses. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.